Hey everyone, my name is Zachary and you're listening to the Worn Shoes Podcast, the show that looks at people living around the world and the extraordinary in their everyday lives. This episode is going to be a little different, and talking with a friend, I realized that some of you know me, but some of you probably don't, and in light of that, I thought I could give a small picture of who I am and a bit of my story. In this episode, one of my friends, Luke, asks me a couple questions about my life and story and some of the motivation behind starting this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy getting to know me a little better through this chat. Uh, stick around towards the end as I talk about what's coming up next. Um, hey everyone, uh, my friend Luke is here, who's one of my one of my really good friends, and he's going to be asking me a couple questions about my life and story, uh, just so you guys can get to know me a little bit better, and um, yeah, see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, so I guess to introduce who I am, yeah, I'm a friend of Zachary's, we first met in college, we kind of floated in similar circles but didn't really get to know each other super well until we ended up living together senior year mm-hmm. um but since then hit it off and have been super close friends for i guess four years now yeah which is crazy to yeah. think about uh <laughs> but yeah so i've been invited on to ask him some questions about <laughs> who he is <laughs> so i guess kind of to start i know your background better than most Hmm. Um, but could you explain to me what home is to you? Yeah. Yeah. I think right now, um, I've gotten, I got, I've gotten married recently, uh, for about a year and a, we've been married for about a year and a half, mm-hmm. uh, to Michelle. And so I think, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think when I think of home, I do really think of when I'm hanging out with her and, and with her, um, and I do think of Chattanooga, Tennessee as, as, as a type of home. I've been living here for seven, seven-ish years, I think. Um, and before that, I was in Azerbaijan for 10 years. Yeah. And um, I think I used to think of that as, as home, and that was kind of a really strong feeling. Um, but as time has kind of gone on, I don't know that I, I would characterize it with the word home. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was that at one point. Yeah. Could you, I don't know if everyone knows where Azerbaijan is. Yeah. Could you describe where it is? I'm yeah, gonna... for sure. Yeah. It's, it's not, not one of the big ones that people usually know where it is. Yeah. Um, the way I like to talk about it is it is, it's kind of squashed between Iran, Russia, and Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of Middle East, kind of Central Asia, kind of Europe, um it's just a weird blend of thing things uh azerbaijan and armenia and georgia are all kind of stuck together so they're the um the Caucasus mountains are in the northern region of azerbaijan um so yeah so that's kind of where it is we're next to the caspian sea yeah. and growing up we like to say that we we lived in narnia because of prince caspian <laughs> yeah. um and all of that because it did seem like a fantastical place so yeah definitely yeah and so because you kind of mix the two, like mixed topography with culture. Yeah. Uh, but culturally, I guess it is a blend of all those different places. Yeah. But I would also assume it has its own like individual culture or culturist. I don't know. Flair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Azerbaijan, they're, they're a Turkic people. Um, okay. uh, the Persian empire was there. Um, they, um, it's like, the language is like 90% similar to 
uh, Turkish. Uh, they were a part of the former Soviet Union. Um, so a lot of people spoke Russian mm -hmm. um, and, and, and still do. Um, yeah, there's about 9 million people. And I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating culture. And, and I mean, I think it is, it is really unique. Mm -hmm. um, the city, I love thinking about the city, Baku, um, just because there's like, there's the old city, which is the inner city. Um, and then there's kind of the, during the Soviet period, there's, you kind of go out a little further and there's just kind of the Soviet, you know, classic building blocks, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, block apartments. And then you go out and that is when, um, Azerbaijan had their oil boom. And so there's okay. a lot of like modern buildings. Uh, it's where the Nobel brothers came to make their money or, okay. and made their money. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of really weird, wacky buildings. So it's just, it's a fascinating city. Um, and I loved growing up there. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So what cultural, I guess, attributes ties the people of Azerbaijan together? Whoa. Yeah. That's a, that's a big question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What ties them together? I'm just thinking they have so many different cultural backgrounds with like Soviet union, but yeah. they're also somewhat Middle Eastern, somewhat Asian. Like yeah. it's, it's so many different things. It's such a large area of land but relatively speaking, a smaller group of people of 9 million. So what, what is their cultural identity? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, there are all those backgrounds. And I mean, but I think there is a really strong Azerbaijani identity. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and uh, they do tie themselves a lot to Turkey. There's a phrase, um, if my dad's, if dad listens to this, he might correct me on it. But I think it's, <laughs> Uh, which means um, one nation, two countries. Okay. And so, and they're talking about Turkey, yeah, yeah, like yeah. two countries and, and one nation. And they're just very closely tied um, to kind of the Turkish identity, but they're also kind of their own thing. Um, yeah. And they, yeah, I mean, there's a Zoroastrian history too. Yeah. You know, there's like a, cool. there's a fire, um, fire temple um a, a big kind of part of their cultural identity i guess is um is fire uh they commonly talk about like azerbaijan the land of fire um i don't know exactly when it came to be but there's this idea of the eternal flame okay which and i don't remember if it's natural gas or oil <laughs> but there's an eternal flame that's going on on kind of the boulevard oh that's sick um and it's it's been burning for decades and yeah. it's it's this yeah idea of just the eternal eternal flame um and yeah there's a lot uh, there's um there's a uh, other there's minority groups within azerbaijan um like the lesgi people group is is a big one um and it's really cool with the the ca caucus mountains yeah but there's a story um that i've heard that i've i've just loved this image um where they were talking about when when God was passing out all the languages in the world and he passed over the Caucasus Mountains, uh, the mountains were so tall that the bag ripped and all the languages <laughs> fell out. <laughs> so there's just lang there's just totally separate dialects and languages in the Caucasus Mountains with these uh, different people groups um, that just historically is, is just really really cool and um yeah i was talking with my mom and dad uh and they're actually headed out to the regions in azerbaijan this week and um going to visit uh cities called like nij and uh, sheki um and nij in particular is just really cool having a really um 
ancient connection with kind of the Syriac Orthodox Church. Yeah. And um, cool. So yeah, there's just uh, there's a whole bunch there. Yeah. yeah, like you said. Yeah. So as it's a melting pot of languages, what languages yeah. do you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, know Russian. Um, I used to know it fluently. I wouldn't say I do anymore. Um, yeah, in the seven years of being in the You're U.S. for an American. Fluent for an American, yeah. <laughs> for a Russian, yeah. they might cringe a little, but oh they'll appreciate well, it. Well, the Russians cringed anyways because <laughs> I had a, a Bakuvian accent, which oh, is very, okay. very distinct. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah so yeah, I, I've been trying to keep up with my Russian, but it's just hard when you're not immersed in it anymore. Of course, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I would, I, when I was living in Azerbaijan, I knew enough Azeri to get by, conversational Azeri, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what are the other major languages of Azerbaijan? Those are really the big two. Um, okay. There's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's small, smaller languages. Yeah, like I said, the Lesgi. Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah, they have their own um, language. But yeah, it's it's interesting because, yeah, in Baku, people like start a sentence in Russian, end it in English. Um, yeah, I actually think I mentioned that on the episode with Grace. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it's just, it's really cool. And, and most people that are kind of older, I guess, now they would be maybe in their mid-30s or late 40s that, okay. you know, were alive during the Soviet Union. And um, they, uh, yeah, they, they know Russian and Azarian just totally blend them together. Yeah, it's become so, one thing. Yeah, it's its own it's its own thing. Yeah. And as yeah. they're a Turkic, like, folk, uh-huh. I guess, yeah, yeah. would there be a lot of Turkish? or? I, I mean, Turkish in the sense of, like, like, Turkish and Azerbaijan, you're like 90% the same. Okay, so like you okay. could go to, Tur- like when we, we actually did go to Turkey and when we were there, I mean, there's just like little things that were different that we, you know, noticed uh, like a J instead of a G or something. Okay. But I mean, really it's kind of, it's pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Cause I know also Turkey, they are a predominantly Muslim nation, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's almost a it's more of a secular islam than a mm. lot of other nations yeah what would the main religion of azerbaijan you said zoroastrianism but i'm assuming also a bunch of islam yeah so they're the 99 percent uh muslim okay. uh yeah for, for the most part okay um yeah from why i mean at least with my experience growing up and interacting with people um yeah there was kind of a, a there's not a lot of devout muslims i guess yeah. i mean that's probably a really big generalization it's more of a cultural thing than a yeah yeah there's a lot of thing. lot of cultural islam um so so yeah that's that's the pre- predominant uh denomination or not denomination it's the predominant religion yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know we're adjusting to the american way of denomination <laughs> right yeah exactly uh, <clears throat> and so yeah I can imagine, or at least I, yeah. we've talked about it at length in, yeah, personally, yeah. but like there's been quite a cultural shift moving from Azerbaijan back to the States. Yeah. Uh, how has that been for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Moving back my, yeah, for my freshman year of school um, t- to go to college, Covenant College um, was, yeah, I think the first year was fine. It, it was fun because there was a lot of new stuff. Yeah. Um, I was just really new stuff like what new stuff <laughs> like going to college i mean yeah. college in, in and of itself right there's just um there's just a whole whole adjustment there and so yeah just i think between doing school and you know playing sports and meeting new people i didn't have a lot of time to really think um and engage with with stuff yeah. um cu- culturally 
kind of had to hit the ground running and yeah. just make make right. do. Yeah. Yeah, I think my sophomore year, a lot more stuff hit me, and then that was that was a lot harder. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think you know, speaking of Islam, one of the biggest cultural shocks was just the way that Islam is perceived uh, here, mm-hmm. uh, especially by by some of my friends. Um, Definitely. Yeah, of just kind of this, um, and you know, this may be uh, within more within Christian circles. I haven't really experienced um, a whole lot of outside of that um but just kind of yeah a real weird real uh fear fear of islam and just uh yeah kind of kind of looking down on it which hadn't been my um experience growing up um there's a uh an analogy that my dad loves to give that i, I think is just funny um but between judaism christian the Jude- judo christian religions right uh judaism christianity and islam um muslims kind of view judaism as uh like windows xp right the original (laughs) one and then christianity's you know windows 7 or whatever and then islam is the upgraded one you're you know they're they're windows 10 you know they're kind of the most updated um yeah version not windows 11 because right yeah (laughs) we don't don't like that um but yeah and so i think coming back here and just kind of seeing seeing some of the ways that people talked about islam was kind of kind of really shocking and 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 a little bit jarring and being like yeah that's that's not 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 really my experience um and then just other things i mean um i drank milk and ate dairy totally fine growing up in azerbaijan okay no problems i would eat blocks of cheese and the the dairy guy would deliver you know fresh milk uh milk and we would you know boil it and drink that and it was it was great and i was fine and i came here and all of a sudden i'm lactose intolerant and i can't eat anything such a shame (laughs) so i don't know what happened there um but yeah i think yeah food and then and then yeah just kind of uh culturally I think moving to the south uh, was a was a little easier um, because Azerbaijan, uh, Azerbaijani culture is not very direct at all, uh, very indirect. So I think okay. um, yeah, moving to the south where people are yeah a little more indirect. Um, and when you say direct versus indirect, can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like in in Azerbaijan, there it's it feels like fairly common knowledge. You know, if someone says, you know, would you look like a, a glass of tea, you, you say no, and you, you ask again, would you like a glass of tea, and you I say no, and then the third time is when they're really asking. And if they say, if you say okay. no, then you mean no, and if you say yes, and so there's just funny stories of like <laughs> Azerbaijanis, you, you know, asking um, foreigners of like, oh, would you like a glass of tea, and they're like yes, and they're like wait a minute or like i did it you know i was gonna ask for the the third time but like i actually didn't really want them to cut you know it's just, yeah yeah uh because that's the thing they'll do is they'll ask you two times and yeah. then the third one never comes and that means you know they didn't want want to have you over for tea anyways and so yeah. i think it's almost like the around here it's the hey how you doing as a greeting and then right. if you respond with anything other than good it's like what the heck's going on <laughs> yeah what yeah. what's it's like i don't care about your yeah. how you're actually doing right right i didn't ask you three times <laughs> yeah and so yeah i think just kind of that <laughs> indir- indirect culture um especially in the south was a, a little more um comfortable for me although you know there's people at covenant you know that uh, aren't or at school that weren't 
southern and had a very and you know even if they were had just a very direct way of communicating um which yeah that that was jarring and i and i think yeah my personality i don't tend to be a super direct communicator yeah um so yeah so yeah i think all all of that and there's probably more but yeah (laughs) so we've got southern hospitality here you Mm. have azerbaijani hospitality at home yeah (laughs) um as opposed to the super direct yeah which is interesting because you're Mm hosting a podcast where you are very direct and yeah. so what what prompted you to start this podcast yeah yeah so i yeah in the in the years after after graduating and working you know i had a, I had a couple office jobs and so i think i i love podcasts um i i listen to a bunch of them my spotify wrapped one year had you know <laughs> hundreds of hours of, of podcasts you know just hundreds <laughs> you mean thousands <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> but oh yeah. And so I think I, I, I always liked the idea of, of doing a podcast, of course, yeah. um, but I was just trying to find the right idea. And I, yeah, I think part of my story with, with coming back here, which I don't think is terribly uncommon with, um, kids that have grown up overseas and transitioned back is I, um, really, uh, wanted to deny that I grew up in Azerbaijan at mm. a point. I, I think I believe as a sort of coping mechanism, uh, just really not wanting to be identified by by where I grew up and um, or by growing up overseas and just kind of really, you know, at one point I was like, I mean, I was born in Hollywood, California. I was there for three years. Okay. We moved away, never been back. Yeah. And so I started telling people, yeah, I'm from California. And then I met some Californians and they asked me more questions and that got me in trouble. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think um, part of my heart with uh, starting this podcast was um, the stories that people have uh, growing up internationally or just having lived internationally, I think are different mm-hmm. and they're not always good there there's a lot of good in it but there is also hard hard things and and i think those things are worth um sharing and worth listening to and um they do i, I believe they brought in our perspectives and i mean i wanted to start it because i just wanted to talk to people and, yeah. and hear their stories yeah. like um the people i've interviewed of you know um grace and you know a little bit later here ismail like their stories are just they're valuable and Mm -hmm. i think they're interesting and i've learned stuff from them so part of it is selfish right like i I just i just want to talk to these people and hear their stories yeah um yeah these are cool people with cool stories so exactly yeah yeah so i think that's a good excuse to get to hear those exactly Yeah. yeah and and i think other people should listen to them too and yeah you know you might learn something and, and brought in, brought in your perspective. And I, and I think that's valuable. Yeah. Because also, I, I don't know if you've described it this way, but the, <laughs> your podcast is interviewing a lot of these TCKs or third culture kids, yeah. which mm-hmm. take a blend of one culture and a secondary culture and create their own third that is right. unique. And yeah. so all of these people do have unique stories, Yeah, but with a lot of similar threads with your own. Yeah that people can gain a lot from. Absolutely. So could you kind of expand on why you are calling it uh, worn shoes and why specifically TCKs were your uh, target demographic <laughs> for interviews at least? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, 
yeah tck's are, are definitely you know one yeah are are a large part of the demographic that that i'm interviewing but i mean i think also people that have uh you know uh adults that have like moved mm-hmm. you know um you know tcas tcas yeah right <laughs> they're, they're culture adults. adults yeah or yeah whatever they are yeah, yeah. <laughs> just living just living internationally i just is i think it is really so valuable with um broadening your perspective yeah, and totally if you're not able to do that listening to stories that mm-hmm. are international are are is really valuable yeah and and I think the worn shoes idea. I mean, I deliberated for a while of on what the name of the podcast uh, would be. And I think I just love the idea of of worn shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I because I, um, I feel, and this is my experience, and maybe it's not everyone's, but at any point given at any given point in time, growing up, and even now, I have a favorite pair of shoes that I will wear to death because I love them and they may be comfortable. They may be not, they may look cool. They may not look cool, but <laughs> I, I love them and I just wear them to death everywhere I go, whether it's, you know, walking, running, or, you know, around the house, or if it's to a party or to church or, you know, yeah. whatever it's these shoes um, go everywhere with me. And so I think the idea is um, people just wear, yeah, shoes that are the most worn have been the most places. Uh, have been the most places. Yeah. And so I think the idea is, yeah, people that have traveled um, a lot or lived, uh, uh, you know, different places, lived internationally and traveled back and forth, that their shoes are going to be, you know, their traveling, their story shoes may have, have a lot. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think that's, that's the idea. I don't know that I explained it super well, but <laughs> no, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What were some of the other ideas for podcast names that you had? Oh, jeez. I <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I I don't I don't remember. Yeah, nothing else uh, stuck. Yeah, no, nothing else really stuck. I you know I think there were some really cring- cringy ones that <laughs> maybe I don't want to go into from overseas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> TCKs in yeah, all of us. Or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I think worn shoes is just cool and it's. I'm like huh what does that mean and i mean um the logo that was done by you know one of one of our good friends josh platts i think is amazing because if you really kind of look into it you know there's there's just all the different ways that people travel you know there's um you know there's wheelchairs there's buses um trains uh planes uh you know dress shoes boots there's even rock climbing shoes which i'm you know i'm, I'm partial to um really yeah <laughs> no way <laughs> um but yeah just all the different types of avenues that people um travel and 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 move around with um so yeah yeah and even for like i think I've, I've never been a part of the podcast until right now, Yeah, but I've been with you in this journey of starting yeah. it. And mm-hmm. it, it is cool from kind of an outsider's perspective who knows about it. Every culture has their own version of shoes. Right. Exactly. And it's like, even like yeah. so many people have their own versions of shoes, like the wheelchair yeah. versus my own shoes. Right. But then also like we've got certain cultures that wear sandals and others that wear boots right. and even like i don't know but it, it, it is cool that every different culture has their own shoes and yeah. the the steps that we take 
we get to absorb new stories as we kind of live life yeah and i, I love think that. that the name that you have come up with is a really good reflection of that yeah um thank you you know and even even within uh the united states you know there's yeah different uh shoes uh different um shoes that reflect the culture you know mm-hmm. like in chattanooga it would be <laughs> chacos, chacos. <Yeah>. yep <laughs> so so yeah every place has has their own yeah you know their own yeah their own culture culture and, and shoes which yeah. is awesome also very much a tangent but like they're the <laughs> pacific northwest logger boots versus other yeah. logger boots that just yeah. have different cowboy things. boots and cowboy Texas. boots yeah, yeah that's so <laughs> so true and yeah i can't think of others now oh well i guess also like doc martens with a lot of the yeah kind of mm-hmm. i don't want to say anarchy movements but the like liberation <laughs> movements you know yeah yeah um, doc and yeah. yeah it is it is so interesting yeah no, that's awesome. shoe culture man yeah. i don't know much about shoe, it shoe but, culture <laughs> but it is its own thing yeah it's cool mm-hmm. yeah it's the culture of shoes yeah yeah anyway well um i would like to ask you a very important question yeah what are your current shoes that you wear the most what are my current <laughs> shoes that i wear the most yeah are they are they your your fluffy zebra crocs they... or <laughs> calling me up uh <laughs> no they're not my fluffy zebra crocs um, yeah, I think this past, I, I, I'm sorry, this is probably going to come across as very basic, but, you know, my past uh, birthday, uh, my mom got me Birkenstocks, and um, they are incredibly comfortable, and so I I do wear those, those are my everywhere shoes right now, <laughs> so inside, outside, um, walking around, I, I, I do love my Birkenstocks, um, so... This is not a sponsored ad, but Birkenstocks are, you know, really good. And if they do want to sponsor <laughs> this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Birkenstock. We would not be opposed. Yeah, um, for sure. Add shameless plug here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those yeah. are my favorite, favorite shoes right now. Cool. Well, I wanted to backtrack just a little bit because <clears throat> yeah, you only really mentioned living in california yeah and or being born in california yeah. and then at three moving overseas yeah and then you've talked about azerbaijan and then moving back but yeah. i know that there are quite a few years uh of your story kind of missing in that yeah where else have you lived and kind of what trails have you taken if you know what yeah I mean. for sure um yeah so i think yeah after california i, I you know and i may get my timeline here and, and i know my family will me out but i I think we uh moved to tennessee and then i think we went to uzbekistan um which kind of when i was describing azerbaijan earlier is kind of on the other side of the caspian sea Mm -hmm. um and we were there for four years um we ended up leaving um because there was some uh internal conflict stuff going on yeah um with the government and i believe we were in england for a little while um, and then Ukraine, and then Belgium, maybe for like, and we were in each of those places for, you know, maybe anywhere from like six months to a year and a half, yeah. I, I think. And then we came back here for about a year uh, before we went to Azerbaijan. So yeah, that's kind of the, the timeline of what I was doing. I, to be honest, I don't really remember a whole lot of England, uh, Belgium, or Ukraine, um, but yeah, I remember Uzbekistan pretty clearly, but it's kind of a blur after that. So yeah. just a lot of really quick, um, kind of intense transitions. Yeah. So. And out of all of those places, what uh, what felt the most foreign to you? 
What felt the most foreign to me? Um, interesting. Yeah, I think Belgium. Um, yeah. I, I I loved it. I loved being there. I mean, from the stuff, from the things that I can remember, it, it was fun. But it just felt weird. Um, it felt really like. I think in Azerbaijan, you know, we we're kind of in this like. I think we we're in a mining like town, um, and it was just it was it was just kind of dusty and things felt kind of raw and um, maybe gritty in in a sense. Yeah. Um, but like in a, in a, in a good and kind of fun way, especially as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Belgium just felt so like refined and like tight, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and so I guess I felt a little bit at times that when I was there that like I couldn't. I couldn't breathe and it was like very like felt kind of constricting and i think that's also because the way we left uzbekistan was pretty intense Mm -hmm. um and so i think in belgium was when i kind of really started coming to terms with that and really grappling with that grief Mm -hmm. and so i think it was pretty i felt the contrasts of belgium to uzbekistan more viscerally i think because of um being in Uzbekistan and leaving kind of the way we did so yeah yeah and why did your family make all of these moves or transitions yeah I mean I think at that point we weren't we were expecting to be in Uzbekistan for a while and so I think it was kind of a shock um, Mm -hmm. when things happened and um yeah I mean I, I don't know that I've talked with my parents um why we moved all those places but I mean it was probably just because just trying to figure out what to do next. You know, if we're going to be back in the States or where, where we were going to next. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. I can imagine bouncing around a lot. Lots of friendships were forged and also broken. And that that could be a pretty hard thing for a little Zachary. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, yeah, we had a... Um, yeah, yeah, we had a couple of friends in Ukraine um, that was that was kind of hard to leave, yeah. or that were kind of hard to leave. And um, in Belgium, you know, we made some friends here and there, but I don't, I don't really remember. Yeah, I don't really remember it to be honest. But I mean, it probably was was hard. And I mean, at that age, just kind of yeah, being used to traveling around, I guess, and people leaving and coming and leaving already, it just felt kind of normal, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, what I felt a lot more was when I came to the States and there was a, I went to a elementary school, I think, yeah, Fairland Elementary up on, up on Lookout. And yeah, I really remember not, not blending in at all there and not knowing what on earth was going on. And, um, yeah, making friends there was, was pretty hard. There was one, one guy that kind of, kind of took me in and, Mm. um, I, I was friends with, um, but um yeah i i remember a couple instances of just doing stuff and everyone being like that is not what you do (laughs) you know and yeah um so yeah i think being there and then leaving there with some of the friends i'd made was was a lot harder and i remember that a lot more yeah so with all that transition what was it like when you finally settled in one place for a longer period of time yeah, I mean, settling in Azerbaijan was really hard at first, um, but we we got there and it was, yeah, it it, it was good. Um, I know that's not super descriptive, but I mean, 
we were with our i was with my family and we kind of knew that this was a long-term thing i think i was i think i was maybe eight or nine when we when we got to azerbaijan and Mm -hmm. we knew this was like going to be a long thing um and so i think it was exciting to kind of be like okay we're here for the foreseeable future and I, i know for me at least i felt i felt a degree of relief within that mm-hmm. so yeah and then leaving was hard you know i yeah, mean it was of kind of you know coming back here we talked a little bit about it but just kind of you know being excited for new things and stuff is going on but yeah i had i had to leave um you know friends and, and family and uh stuff back there so i think that was that was hard too yeah yeah and i know you said the reason you moved stateside was university or mm-hmm. college yeah but mm-hmm. uh why not stay in Azerbaijan for that? Yeah, I mean, I think I... Yeah, I I don't know. I think I didn't really want to go to school in Russian. Um, yeah. That wasn't something that really appealed to me, I guess, at that point. Um, I did really want to come back to the States because um, I think, to me, I had this vision of because being in Azerbaijan was good, but it was also pretty hard. And so I think I kind of viewed coming back to the States as like this reprieve, you know, this kind of sigh of relief of just kind of being in something that feels normal. Mm-hmm. And then I got here and I was like, oh, yeah. this doesn't feel normal. Um, yeah. But I didn't really want to go back either. And so that's where I kind of had this like, well, screw it. I'm from California, you know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because mm-hmm. there was almost this expectation of familiarity in coming home, but then it didn't really feel like home. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. And so no, that's I where didn't. you ended yeah. up really realizing, I guess, kind of full circle that home for you is more about the people that are there than the location itself. Yeah. Yeah. It It, it is. And I mean, it's... Um. Yeah, it's definitely a journey um, that I think a lot of TCKs go on, go through of just kind of because I mean I've I, I've seen you know a a fair amount of TCKs and just kind of like either you know just incredibly strongly like attaching to you know where they grew up or their or their parents' culture and or, you know quote unquote home culture or just really attaching to the TCK identity and I mean I think yeah for me. Yeah, I feel like I have to hold all three of those loosely um, and just kind of accept that, yeah, just kind of a, I don't know, nomad feels like a dramatic word, but just kind of this, this wander, you know, that doesn't necessarily, um, you know, identify with any one culture in and of itself. But I mean, I think for me personally, I do find home to be with the people um Mm -hmm. that i'm with and um yeah my my yeah my identity as as being a a a believer and and in jesus and just kind of really finding um home to be there and something you know that i've always kind of found to be really encouraging is um yeah just the idea of an eternal home and and just kind of home being um, yeah, eventually heaven when, when we get to be with the ones that we love and with, and with, um, Jesus. So I think that has been a comforting, um, idea for me through, through my journey. So, yeah. Well, cool.
Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, sharing and for having me on. It was yeah. fun to interview <laughs> you, and I hope it's fun for people to hear uh, or get to know you as Hopefully. the interviewer yeah. more. <laughs> um, you Hopefully. definitely have a really, really cool story that I think we need to dedicate even more time to. I think that would be really cool Maybe, sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I know that <laughs> feels weird, but um, yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me on, and thank you for being being you and for being for me some of my home yeah yeah Yeah. well thanks luke yeah (laughs) thanks for listening to my conversation with luke i hope that you guys enjoyed getting to hear a part of my story and some of the motivation behind the podcast the next episode will be with ismail from mexico so be sure to check that out Music is done by Julian Laurie on Spotify, and cover art was done by Josh Platts. If you have an international story or experience that you would like to share or know someone who does, please reach out to us at warnshoespodcast at gmail.com or at warnshoespodcast on Instagram. Thank you all for your continued support, and tune in next time at Warren Shoes.